If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy and I like watching scary movies and so like. I watch them. Excuse me. <laughs> Hold oh, on. I like it so much that you could almost call it love. In fact, you could. Oh my God. That just threw me for a fucking loop. <laughs> Maybe I'm She's feeling less enthused today. Oh. No, I'm not. I'm feeling more enthused than ever <laughs> because we are recording this in the morning, which yeah, in my a mind... Monday morning, excuse me. Monday morning <laughs> recording, and I have some pep in my step, but I don't know <laughs> what it is. Yeah, we got that start of the week energy. <laughs> yeah, you know how Mondays are the that best days. Monday morning <laughs> zest. <laughs> you know what I think of? I keep thinking of morning poog. Morning I think of morning poo, morning poo, morning, poo, morning mm-hmm. TSCW. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. Um, <laughs> we've got a bit of haunted housekeeping, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is that we have a live show coming up, virtual live show, recapping Knock at the Cabin. Ever heard of it? M. Night Shyamalan, ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. Never heard of him, <laughs> but you have. If you mm-hmm. haven't, <laughs> look him up. <laughs> also known as Night. It will be on February 11th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, and you can get tickets at moment.co slash TSDW. What else do I need to say about it? Is that everything? That's everything. Patrons get 20% off. So if you are a patron of the podcast or would like to become one, go to patreon.com slash TSW podcast to join. And then the information for getting tickets at that discounted rate will be found through your Patreon. Also, the show is happening live. You can watch it live. You can watch us recapping in real time, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, February 11th. Or... If you're not available, then you can get a ticket still, and the video of that recording will be available for one whole week. So if you can't get free on a Saturday night because you are too hot and cool out (laughs) on the town, that is just fine. You can watch it on a Monday morning if you want it. Uh, Great time to take in horror movie content. Um, You know, so just go ahead and grab those little tickies. We're very, very excited about it. It's going to be great. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait, personally. Personally, I can't wait. That was almost a poem. It's going to be great. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Almost a poem. (laughs) Almost a poem. It really has a nice ring to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so did anything scary happen to us this week on this fine Monday morning? This fine, the start of the week, the very first hours of our experiencing of the week. Did anything happen, scary happen to us in the past 
nine and a half hours, <laughs> 10 hours. So I've been wanting to tell you guys all about this. This is huge for me. I was, um, I went to Costa Rica. Sure, you went to Costa Rica. Oh, sorry, Henley's back. Look, we've already talked to her, so we forgot to make a whole to-do. But for you listeners, you're like, oh my God, it's Henley. And we get it. We Woo! feel the same freaking way. She's back. She's back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm better than ever. I'm so refreshed. Um, uh, vacation is wild. I can't believe I just went on one. I can't believe it's over. Um, but I really needed to tell you guys that a tragedy, a full tragedy befell me while I was in Costa Rica. Oh, no. A classic saving a full tragedy mm-hmm. for the podcast mm-hmm. and not it's telling your serious. friends in real time. <laughs> it's I'm, fam- I'm familiar. It's a very serious thing. Okay, so one night I ate a passion fruit. I think it was a passion fruit. I don't actually know. Um, it was some kind of fruit that you open up. It's in Costa Rica. There's seeds on the inside. It's extremely tart. Sounds it's like very, very fruit. tart. And then that night I went to bed and I was like, I have the worst toothache I've ever had in my life. Like <gasps> I have a terrible toothache. I was popping Advil. Uh-oh. I was spiraling in my head. Like I'm going to have to find a dentist and I'm oh, we're in a no. really remote area. Like I'm going to have to go to the dentist, like in the middle of the night. Like, I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. Really freaking out. Somehow went to bed. Is there an emergency dentist? I've never thought about that. There must be because you get there must be because you people get severe pain from toothaches. Like I was researching. How do you do that? I would uh, be the same way of like, what am I supposed to do? I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. Like here in the city that I live. Yeah, exactly. I think in LA and New York you're fine, but if you're in a remote jungle in Costa Rica, like I don't know how quick it is to find an emergency dentist. So I was really spiraling. Researching tons about um, uh, toothaches. I have, night dentists. I have, I have like a spot <laughs> in one of my teeth where I have had issues before, and I was like, "This is it! Like, it's finally like reached the nerve, and it's so <gasps> bad." So I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to because it feels weird. I'm just going to like look around in my mouth. (laughs) So I shine a flashlight in my mouth. Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where is this going? Um, I have and had the biggest canker sore I've ever seen (gasps) on my soft palate, like in the back part of your throat, like the part you see when you open up your mouth. It was like the size of a quarter. It was huge. It like was near huge. your molar? Like, you know when you open your mouth where your larynx is? Like that part? It's like uh-huh. right above it. Like oh, right above. above it. At the top. At but the it top. was just so big and painful you thought it was your tooth? Yeah, it was like radiating <gasps> down my entire jaw. And I couldn't like eat and anything. the sour of the passion fruit really <laughs> fucked it up. It was the passion fruit that fucked me up. Okay, but it I- seems like it was a problem before that because that's, it didn't. Spontaneously no, become no, 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 a quarter. No no, 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 no. I think the passion fruit really inflamed it, like oh very severely. And I know that I can't eat pineapple because I know that it gives me canker sores. <gasps> but I wasn't really mm. thinking about it. And I must have already had one, a little one growing or something. But the passion fruit, you <laughs> oh, guys, no. it's the biggest canker sore I've ever seen. I almost wanted to take a picture and show it to you guys, but <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it it defies. I feel like logic. after we hear about this week's movie, you're gonna be you're gonna wish you had. And so you could show it to Seaman. <laughs> yeah. I'd take a look. I'd take a peek. 
<laughs> Remember when I showed you guys my peeling feet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just have to show somebody else what's happening on your body. Yeah, it was severe. It was so bad. And Tim um, was Did shocked you Tim? as well. Of course, I showed yeah, Tim. Okay, Tim was the first person I showed. Because he was the one that had to deal with the brunt of my anxiety being like, how are we going to find a dentist? <laughs> I was so relieved, though, because I was like, oh, yeah, it's, just, that is, it's not a toothache. A better yeah. That is a scenario than having an exposed nerve. Uh, yeah. Huh. Well, you just saying that just gave me the chills. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just like we have so many parts of our bodies that are so weird and mm-hmm. you can't see them really and you don't know what to do about them. Like the fact that you're constantly putting things in your mouth, but if something happens to your tooth, it like totally fucks you up. It's just like a, an absolute design flaw. Like what is It's a is design that? flaw. It's a design flaw. I love the idea of anyone like opening up this podcast who's never listened before and just being like, I guess these girls just talk about their bodies, body parts. We do talk about our bodies a like lot. A lot. Look, look, we're at the age where things are just getting Slowly harder. It's just like... It's crazy that we have bodies. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you don't think it's crazy, uh, blessings to you because we got some body horror coming up. So stay tuned. Oh, God, that's true. It is, it is appropriate timing. But I just like it's just re- it's just like, what the, is this thing that we just have? I know we're so fragile and it like is supposed to do certain things and not sp- supposed to do other things. <laughs> sorry. Now I'm spiraling because like. I'm literally looking at my hands and being like, and there's nails at the end of my fingers. Oh no. <laughs> like it's so weird. It's pretty weird. Morning, morning podcast. It's pretty morning weird. Morning TSTW. Um, wowie. What happens? Well, I'm, I'm glad you were okay. And I'm sorry you held that stress in and kept it from your friends. <laughs> is your mouth, is it, is it healed? It's not completely healed, but it's a lot better, better. than it was. Yeah, mm. it's um, it's going to be a two weeker, I think. Yeah, situation. those are tough. Ouch. I get them a lot, so it, I've never had one in this location Probably before. Stress though. and mm-hmm. you yeah. know what? I actually maybe in sympathy solidarity, I bit myself while I was sleeping. Oh, this week. you did. Yes, you did that. do that. To the point that I woke up with blood on my face and on my pillow. Which is how you, you told us that before you said you bit yourself. You said, I woke up to blood on my face and on my pillow. Well, because that's how I experienced it. I wanted you to experience what I experienced, which is the first thought of, did I do vampire stuff in the night? Did I do do vampire stuff? My first thought was a cat bled onto you, Mm. which is my first fear if I were to wake up in that. Not a cat bit you? A no, just like nasty you. and came Ew. over to me and bled on me. <laughs> oh, God. Ew. No, that didn't cross my mind. Oh, okay, well. But another nighttime scare that did actually happen to me last night, so was was this week. Great. Probably. <laughs> which is that I had a dream that I was on the Titanic. Oh, my God, Sammy. Oh, my God. She's talking about Titanic again. <laughs> um, and I'm honestly surprised that it's taken this long for me to have this dream of just, like, firsthand experience of what it feels like to be on the Titanic <gasps> as it's sinking. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so scary, you guys. It was so scary. Tell us more. Were you, like, in... Okay, were you in the, like, lower levels with water yeah, rising? Were rich, or were you kind or? of, like, clinging... Were you clinging onto the side? <laughs> Not to brag, but... I think I was kind of higher up, 
I did look out the little little port porthole. window porthole and see that it was completely submerged when it wasn't <gasps> supposed to be. And so I like panicked and started running up as the halls were like filling with water. But there was some difference. Like it, I, it wasn't exactly the Titanic because I remember thinking at least the water is not freezing cold. Mm. So if I can like get out to the water, mm-hmm. I can maybe survive and I did get out to the water but then I had the thought as the boat was like sinking next to me that it's going to create such a extreme pull oh, like yeah as it sinks like the, the you're gonna get like whirlpool that I'm gonna get like whirlpooled into it so I like started panicking like I need to swim as far away from it as possible oh so I don't get sucked God. under with it It was really scary. That is so (laughs) scary. Oh, my God. What a terrifying dream. Was it a relief to wake up? It was a relief to wake up and you won't believe it, but I was wearing my Titanic shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it just happened, right? I just don't know if this is going to make me rethink anything or if I'm still going to spend a lot of my time thinking and talking and watching Titanic. Uh, the 25th anniversary is coming up. We just got tickets to see it in just theaters. In 3D. No. I don't yeah. want to do that. Wait, and yeah. that'll be your first time, Emily. It'll be my first time. <gasps> You're going to see it on the big screen. I'm going to see it on the big screen. That's how it was meant to be seen. Yeah, it's how Cameron intended. And I love to do things the way James Cameron intended. <laughs> <laughs> you get to see the Kate Winslet sweaty hand... Oh, that part I've seen. Come on now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I've seen that. that part. I've seen that part. Pretty <laughs> um, <laughs> excited about it, though. It'll be great. Um, I now also, when I think about the Titanic, I've linked it to King Princess in my head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Because <laughs> of her ancestry. I like, yeah, whose great grandfather died on the Titanic. And I don't know. It was in that. Variety Nepo Baby article so and it funny. just made me laugh that that cat they made categorized the her as a Nepo Baby because her gra- great grandfather died on died the Titanic. <laughs> oh my god, he uh, does own Macy's. He's a rich man. Yeah, that's, a rich man. That's why he, yes. they're not just talking about anybody. But who they died just on threw the that Titanic. fact in there as if it was relevant, and I'm glad they did because I'm glad to know it. Yeah, more Titanic <laughs> facts for that uh, for freaking Titanic for head. your little brain. Yeah. What about you, Emily? Um, I mean, nothing huge in the last nine hours. <laughs> I did have a very hard time falling asleep, and it was one of those nights where it's like I did everything right, and that's when oh. I really get mad when I can't fall asleep because it's like, yeah. well, then what the fuck else am I supposed to do? Yeah, but you know that that I was just having a body, baby. But um, I was gonna say, you guys know this. We finally finally fucking watched Severance and oh, like yeah. and basically in like one week we watched all of it because uh-huh. it's so good I mean every, <laughs> duh it, 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 we couldn't get Apple TV on our main TV because it's a fucking like Android TV and they right. didn't want us to have Apple TV but we a friend of ours told us we could try to get it on our PlayStation and that worked oh. and so don't tell don't tell Apple but um okay, okay. don't 
Don't tell Android. 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 Google. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates. I don't know. Don't tell him. But so we were, we finally were able to watch it and it's so fucking good. And I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. I play the final shot in my head over and over and over oh. and over again. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but it made me realize like, we, Joel and I were both like, man, we really need to like when there's a show that everybody's fucking talking about and is obsessed with, we got to watch it. We need it's to do true, better. Cause I've basically like forgotten all of severance now. So I can't. Yeah. Well, and it's also just like, you know, we can't chat as much. There's a reason, as you know, there's a reason. Byron is watching it. You got to watch it. So the, the thing that's happening now that we realize that that's the case for is the last of us. <clears throat> so we started watching The Last of Us. Guys, it's so scary. I know. I've only it's seen the first really app. scary. Me too. And it's really upsetting and it's like gonna get worse. And so that's on the one hand, I'm like, well, fuck, fuck. I have to do this now. And then also, it's episode three came out last night. We've only watched episode one. It's already happening again. I'm behind. People are talking about it. I'm seeing pictures from episode three and I'm like, well, I don't need. Well, now I know. Thi-. And it's like, man, it's just too hard to keep up. It's too hard to keep up. I, f- I put HBO as number one. I'd feel like I would. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on that day of you, you watch that shit li- you watch that shit live <laughs> well I'm, i even like last night i was <laughs> guys can you believe i was doing homework until 11 o'clock and so mm-hmm. i thought my i had the thought that we were to, we would maybe watch both we'd watch two and then we watch three and we'd be caught up i didn't even we still haven't watched two and it's like well i've already seen a bunch of pictures from episode three so i know like some people who are in it i know some some key words about it and it's just you just simply it's uh, what a task to keep up with television and the internet. It's overwhelming. Well, I start, I stopped doing my top 10 TV list because I was simply, I find too TV many really hard to keep up with. But that said, there's a handful of shows that are out and like coming out. It's like Succession, Yellow Jackets. Yeah, I mean, Succession, I'll watch moment of, I, I'm not crazy. But that's pretty much the only one that I can like, that I like am good about keeping up with as it actually comes out. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. And I yeah, uh, I want to try to watch season one of Yellow Jackets before season two comes out. I'm like <laughs> good fucking luck. You haven't seen season one yet? Oh no, no. that's too many. It's too many shows. Um, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, Tim has a thing where he likes to like like bank shows so we can, you know, binge them more. And he's I, he's been saying that for mm. The Last of Us. He keeps being like, well, don't we want to like wait for more to come out so we can like watch a couple in a row? And I think that he's using this as an excuse. I really <laughs> think like this not is deterrent. To watch it. Yeah. 100%. And Tim, oh, if you're listening to you, I am fucking on to you. Tim, we're I on to you. I know what's happening <laughs> because I want to watch it. And I keep bringing it up every night. I'm like, can we watch The Last of Us? And he's like, oh, so we can wait wait until you know another one (laughs) last night was 90 minutes so and watching a few in a row is also like really a a lot to sit through do you know what i I mean like it's not like a fun two hours i know i know last night was 90 minutes i thought you told me the rest of them were going to be short i thought they were you told me (laughs) i thought they were i really Um, thought they were episode two is shorter but yeah, episode three was another movie length one. So what are they doing to us? <laughs> too much content. Too much. Oh my god! Speaking of content, mm-hmm. we've got more. We've got more, and we're eating it up. I'm freaking loving it. <laughs> I'm gobbling it down. Gobble gobble. <laughs> this week's movie is Infinity Pool. In theaters now. 
the new film written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg, starring Mia Goth, Alexander Skarsgård, and Cleopatra Coleman. And ooh. ooh, baby, we've been excited for this one. I'm so excited. I told you guys this already, but I watched the trailer for this and was so deeply disturbed that I had to watch Lizzo Day Drinking with Seth Myers afterwards, which was one of my favorite videos of the year. <laughs> and so I have to thank the Infinity Pool trailer for leading me to it. Wait, I want to throw in also, I recently, I, I think I sent you guys a video of... Oh, Yeah. Tom Holland on <gasps> lip sync battle and just want to toss that into the pool of things to make you feel a little better if you're feeling yeah it's bad. good it's really it's a, good a good little palate cleanser to add to the playlist it's, it's very funny to, to be impressive. like this video that happened five years ago of a thing that I bet everybody I've knows about by now seen like, it or heard of it I know and like I've never I'm not a big Holland head and I never really have understood it and, and as you said when you sent us the video you were like oh I get it now it makes sense yeah it all makes sense mm -hmm. and you it were right clicked. it clicked i didn't realize he could dance he can like really dance he's a great dancer he's a really good dancer <laughs> <laughs> really really good oh i think he God. wasn't wasn't he a dancer actually he like, was it, i think he was like a ballerina <gasps> i'm pretty sure wait i think i knew that that oh. makes sense. Okay, I I guess I love him. I'm a Holland head. <laughs> You're a Holland head now. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Infinity pool. Infinity pool. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. It has a 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72% on Metacritic, 6.9 on IMDb. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> For this movie, it's perfect too. Um, uh, I couldn't find the budget, but so far it's made 2.7 million. Um, and like Possessor, his previous film, the theatrical cut had to cut things out to make it R and not NC-17. Oh, wow. Okay. You want to see the NC-17 cut, obviously. Of course I do. But luckily, I was able to figure out, I think, most of what got cut out. So I'll, oh. I'll call it out as we go through the recap. Ooh. I really wish that they would play the NC-17 version like on more limited screens. Right. Like you can play both. Why not both? Why not give yeah, us I mean, the you option? Have it. You clearly have it. Are you allowed to show NC-17 in theaters? Or I mean, maybe like, not. Maybe that's why. Literally no but idea. I just feel like I never see it. I feel like people don't just because it's not lucrative. People can't make money. Mm. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I think it kind of still would have been for this movie. Like the same people are going to go. What was David Cronenberg's last movie that he put out? Is he still putting out movies or is it mostly? Yes, he did Crimes of the Future last year. OK, 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 OK. That was him. Because I, OK, when you said Possessor, I was like, oh, have we only done Brandon Cronenberg late? OK, no, now they're both no, doing it. He's, they're, both doing they're, it. They're, they're both doing it. They're both freaking knocking it out of the park. We love the Cronenbergs. Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, favorite Nepo baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Alexander Skarsgård's up there as well. Oh my uh, God, yeah. Look, I love them all. I, why choose? I really love them all. Why? Don't make me choose. Don't make me choose. Don't make me choose. Okay, so are you ready to watch this trailer even though yeah. last time you needed a palate cleanser and yeah, you're not I mean, going to get one this time? <laughs> my palate cleanser you're not going to get it. seeing your beautiful faces. Um, oh, that's true. You didn't have us last time. My palate cleanser is to hear the full recap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
I don't understand why we're doing this. We barely know these people. It's one day. Let's mix things up a bit. You're just happy you found your fan club. I've been waiting six years for your second book. Is it coming out soon? I'm working on it. What do you do for money, then? He married rich. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I actually came here looking for inspiration. Mr. James Foster, you'll have to come with us. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What did you say? That's for a significant sum. We'll build a double to send in for your execution. Think of it as a gift. It's like a new skin working into place. It's for you to complete your transformation. This is just a little game. But I can take some blood. Show me how strong you are. It's really disgusting. You could just sit there and watch it happen. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Oh my god, I've never seen that full trailer. Holy shit. Horrible. What? <laughs> Sammy. What? That was doesn't it just make you never want to go on vacation again? <laughs> No, oh, it didn't that's do that true. For me. It's like an interesting timing for you. <laughs> I know. Um, it's just kind of roasting tourists. So you'll see, we'll have to see how we feel at the end. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Also, oh my god, Mia Goth, like she's <laughs> wonderful. She's so I good. Could look at her all day. I know. She's magnetic. absolutely unhinged. I love it so much. I, I feel like everybody came to this movie just like ready to. They're like, all right, let's fucking do it. Let's go <laughs> oh for it. God, I'm so excited. <laughs> I, oh God, I love Scarsgard too. And I just have to say that after this trailer played, you know how you get little like suggested YouTube yeah. clips. Anyway, a bunch of mine were like, uh, Severance, this scene, th mm. look a clue because I just fucking talked about it and I. That's scary. All of mine are like Bill Hader's funniest moments. Bill Hader's <laughs> top 100 funny moments. Like YouTube just wants me to watch like super clips. What are they called? Super cuts? Super cuts, super cuts of Bill Hader. That's there was the a time thing. when I didn't, I didn't have the Twitter app on my phone. So I had to type in Twitter to Safari or whatever, the browser. And... Mm -hmm just the default thing was the Twitter search page of Bill Hader. That was like my <laughs> landing page. <laughs> so like every time I went to Twitter, I would just see whatever the latest on Bill Hader was. The updates. It's important to know. Uh, yeah. 
Oh my god, this movie. What the fuck? It got really hyped of like all of the uh, like that is just fucking crazy and it is very crazy. I think it could have been crazier, but that's just a testament to how fucked my barometer is, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long is it? I it think it's long. Yeah, I think it's almost 2 hours. But it, it it went by quick. I mean, it's not it's not boring. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I believe that. I believe it. I believe it. It's in a pretty beautiful wow. location. Everyone is beautiful yeah, it was fil- in it. Filmed in Croatia. It is beautiful. Okay, is that why someone was throwing out Croatia as an option for where we could go if we go on a trip? Was someone inspired a little bit too much by Infinity Pool? <laughs> that, I mean, that wasn't me. That was Jenna. <laughs> I don't. I am not Jenna? interested in going to Croatia. After this. <laughs> this is crazy. Is she trying to? Is she trying to trick it's us gonna, into? It's not going to make us feel bad about Croatia. It's going to make us feel bad about ourselves. Okay. Cool. The tourists. Great. The tourists. I bad ones. Oh, okay. I need to. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com know everything oh my god yeah let's just fucking go let's do it let's do it 
Okay, so I'll start with the disclaimer that I saw this in theaters this weekend. So there might be some inaccuracies, but I'll do my best. We start out with our main character, James Alexander Skarsgård, and his wife, M, who's played by Cleopatra Coleman. They're at a fancy ass resort in the fictional country of Latolka. But it was um, filmed in Croatia, but it's kind of just a stand in for any place that rich people go to vacation and like the, the country's economy depends on tourism. And there's just like a stark contrast between very rich people and the locals. Mm. There's a line where he's well, first, there's like these big sweeping shots where the camera is rotating like uh, like 180 degrees mm. upside down that are just like these really cool shots of the resort that I kind of wish we got a little a little more of that hmm. that visual language I liked it a lot um but they're sitting down to breakfast at the resort and uh James says where are we and M says this was your idea we find out he is an author and he's been struggling to write his next book and he's here for inspiration. She says there's, or no, we that we see that there's a festival happening at the place right now. There's some tradition because the rainy season is approaching. They do this festival where they wear these scary ass masks. The masks mm. come in immediately. I was surprised. Oh, <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, I kind of like that. I thought that was a climactic point. Right. No, they're like part of this ceremony and something that they do something to call in the rainy season. And so they're doing this little performance uh, at, during breakfast with the guests of the resort watching. And after breakfast, M heads to into like this part of town. The resort is mostly fenced in like high, mm -hmm. like impenetrable fences but there's some place she can get to that James doesn't really want to go to he's going to focus on I don't know writing I guess and so she goes by herself and leaves him there and as he's walking out to the beach there's a guy on an ATV that comes and is like spinning doing wheelies basically and like <laughs> spraying sand at all of the guests and it's causing this big ruckus and the people that work at the hotel are running out to get this guy out of here and Mia Goth walks up to James as he's witnesses like watching this thinking what the hell's going on and she says He's trying to make a statement. He's making a statement, which is so funny. So this is, I feel like, the closest we've gotten to Mia Goth's real voice. This is still mm. not Mia Goth's real voice. I was going to ask that. I was like, what is her real voice? Because I was thinking that the entire trailer, what does she actually sound like normally when she's she talking day to day? She sounds like really yes, British it's a, it's a and like and... Oh. Like a little ghost. She's a little British She's ghost. She's a little British ghost. She's a little British ghost. It's like so alarmingly cute. Weird. That's yeah, really it's like weird. Unsettling almost. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, she has a bit of a baby voice. And so she's she's taken it like octave, octave. Mm -hmm. Octavia Spencer. <laughs> Is she in this too? <laughs> I got Ma on the mind. Um, <laughs> she's like taking it an octave down. So it's it's close to her real voice, but not quite. And she 
tells James that the this guy is trying to make a statement, um, doesn't like the tourists, and if he had his way, he would stab a knife through your throat and hang you in the in front of the public square or something like that. And James obviously sees that Gabby is stunning and gorgeous and is like, mm. oh my God, who is this woman talking to me? And immediately starts kind of flirting back with her. They have instant chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> And Gabby reveals, I loved your book. And he looks very surprised by this. And she says, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like, is this so gauche? I, I, I'm embarrassed, but like, I just have to say, like, I'm a huge fan of your book. I was so surprised to see you here. And he says, you know, nobody's read my book. That's so crazy. And he's immediately like so flattered and even more yeah. smitten. <laughs> Easy target. <laughs> yeah. And so her husband walks up. Her husband's name is Albin. And he, th she says, oh, this is the author I like. Remember that book I, I read and I loved so much? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. She's she talked about that book for a long time. She's a big fan. She says, please come and have dinner with us. You and your wife come have dinner with us tonight. So. Oh, boy. We see the four of them having dinner. And. Again, Gabby is just being so effusive about this book. Like, I've been waiting six years for your next one. Are you close? And he's, he says, yeah, I mean, maybe close. And his wife kind of scoffs. And, and she says, no, he hasn't really started it yet. Yeah. Albin asks, how do you make money, like, in the past six years? And... M says he married rich and laughs again. And so there's this little kind of digs happening, but it's, it's subtle. I mean, I don't know, whatever. So, mm -hmm. but Gabby is like staring at James. Like she just wants to fuck him right there on the table. <laughs> oh, She's my like, oh my God. The looks she is giving him and he, he is liking it he is <laughs> taking these looks in and uh, the next day we see that they are going outside of the compound with Gabby and Albin and M says why are we doing this like we don't really know these people we just met them and he says this like we're on vacation that's like what you do you like meet people and go and explore and do new things and and uh, M says I don't know if we should do this. I know it's not their fault, but this is a poor country and it's dangerous and they target tourists. And James says they, Gabby and Albin come here every year. We, we have found out that they do this year after year. And so he's like, they wouldn't take us someplace that wasn't safe. Like they know what they're doing. So they decide to go. Uh, mm -hmm. Someone at the resort lends them a car. The four of them drive out to this beautiful beach. And as they pull up to park, we see two other cars parked there, abandoned and like burned. The basically shells of cars. A little unsettling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they don't even pay attention to that at all. Walk right by it. Go and set up their picnic. M is saying to James, you know, you're just happy you found your little fan club. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like she can very much see that Gabby is just fawning over James. And the four of them are talking. Album Albin asks M what attracted her to James. And she says, 
the fact that he's the opposite of my dad and we find out her dad is works at a publishing agency and he told her never to marry a, a writer <laughs> and oh, like the literal opposite yeah. job wise <laughs> yeah and so she's like i just did it to piss off my dad and albin laughs and is like be serious and uh, James is like, she is being serious. Oh my God. Ooh. That sucks. God. <laughs> Wait, but they've been together Alvin? 10 years and there, there, there is like a, something nice between them as well. It's like not all horrible. Like right. there is some amount of sweetness, but also like some, I think resentment after the 10 years of them being together, like they kind of say things they shouldn't say to each other. And yeah. The actor who's Albin, that's Dexter, Dexter's dad, right? That's the guy. He's also in Black Coat's Daughter as the dad. I can't. Oh, let me I think. Look. That's who I thought it was in the trailer. Now I feel like I should I look it up. Good I don't think trailer. that it is. Oh, but is it not? Maybe. Quite a bit older would, than me. That I was going to say. It's like a big age difference. Movies, but. If that's true. Um. Oh my God. I forgot Alexander Skarsgård's photo on IMDb is him in a suit jacket with no pants on. Everybody go look that up. It's so funny. <laughs> Why is this his IMDb Oh, it's picture? not. It's not. It's not. Ignore me. On the red carpet, pantsless. <laughs> it's not it. him. When did he do He's that? kind of a scary and face. I can't remember, but I love him. I love him for um, doing it. But I love him. Albin is Jaleel Lespert, who is it does not actually look like Dexter's dad whatsoever. He has a completely different lower half of his face. <laughs> it was a trailer trick. Mm hmm. Okay. Ignore me. Okay. So then we see James goes to pee like in the bushes somewhere and Gabby sneaks up behind him and wordlessly gives him a hand job. Oh my God. Ah! Oh my God. And it's real quick. He comes very fast. We see the come hitting the rocks <laughs> below. <laughs> sure. And this is where the NC 17 cut differs. And I'm very pissed off about it is you get <gasps> a fucking full frontal ejaculation shot. Oh my God. <laughs> Just let us see it. Let Come us on, see it. <laughs> I think the director's wow. cut will be released similar to um, Possessor, like on v VOD. So who's to say if it's Alexander Skarsgård's dick? I, I kind of wouldn't be surprised either way because, it, like I said, I feel like everybody came like prepared to fucking go places they've never gone before. <laughs> Whoa. Damn. Yeah. So they have that moment together everybody's getting pretty drunk and they spend the whole day at the beach and it's nighttime now and it's time to go back to the hotel albin is now too drunk to drive and james is a little less drunk he says i'm good i'm good and so basically everybody falls asleep in the car except james who's driving and he's kind of drifting off and the headlights are like going on and off a bit like the the bulb is dying and the lights come back on and a man is crossing the road in front of him and he hits one of the oh. hits and kills a presumably a local man that lives in the area and oh, oh, everybody is obviously completely freaking out but Gabby and Albin immediately take charge and mm -hmm. they're like you can't you cannot we cannot go to prison here the Latolkins, the Latolkin police are uh, animals like they will rape M and Holy it's going to it's going to be like horrible. You guys will basically go missing. No one is ever going to hear from you again. We need to leave the body. 
as you know james is like saying like oh like we need to call the police we need help like an ambulance and she's like nope we're leaving the fucking body get back in the car we're going back to the compound right now you go to your rooms and you go to bed you don't tell anybody what just happened and just the authority with which with with which they are speaking Mm -hmm. (laughs) convinces i think it would right in a in a moment of such complete shock you would just be wishing for somebody to tell you what the fuck to do Mm -hmm. and so they do what she says they go back to the uh resort and have to go back to the gate where they were let out and they almost don't let them back in they're clearly very upset that these tourists have gone outside of the facility and but they do let them back in i mean presumably the car is showing signs of having hit they Someone. ditched the car somewhere. Aha. Okay. And they walk up on foot. Aha. But the car is nearby. But yes, the car is windshield smashed. And so, yeah, they ditch it. And they go in and they go to bed and they're super freaked out. I don't think they sleep. We just see them like laying in bed looking completely terrified. Mm. And the next morning there's a knock at the door <laughs> and oh, the police arrive and take in James and M. I say, you have to come with us. As they get to the police station, they separate them. And Mm. so they're like calling out to each like, no, 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 we stay together. We stay together. They're not listening. They take James to one room, M to another room. Cop sits down with James and says that Gabby and Albin told him everything. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) And he says, I know that my uncle lent you guys the car, but would you please say that you stole it because my uncle will get in trouble and James looks so confused and doesn't know what to do he has no idea what's going on he's so scared and he's like what does that change for me if I say I stole it he says it doesn't change anything for you all it does is protect my uncle no no and he's like okay no I'll do it and He says, he says, your wife already confirmed that you and her stole this car and just the two of you like drove out and killed this tourist. And he says the punishment for that crime is death. Oh, my God. And the way that you'll die is you're going to be killed by the firstborn son of the man that you killed. What? Or someone can be chosen by the family but luckily he does have sons he does have sons so there is a firstborn <gasps> son to kill you and i i should say that the tone of this is comedic like at at times okay. it's so ridiculous and, and it's yeah there's you're you're laughing a little bit at just how crazy this is and he's acting like it's so normal he's like don't like don't worry he does have a firstborn son to kill you <laughs> and he says Part of our tourism initiative here in Latolka, we have a program where you have an option to buy a body double that can die in your place. But he says, but part of the condition of that is that the double has to have all of your memories so that it like the, it feels like they're actually dying for what the crime you've committed. Oh, man, that's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... He agrees to this. He like makes him sign this page. He's like, it's it's this or you die. Like either you sign this to make this double or you're going to get executed right now. 
So he signs, goes into the ATM, gets a big stack of cash to pay them, and they strip him naked and put one of those things in his mouth that's like a like a cheek spreader type oh, thing. That yes, I was in the trailer. Yeah, and it's I mean those things are just so funny. Isn't there like a whole board game? Where you have to put one of those in your mouth and talk with it in. They're just very silly looking things. I do feel like that's something. Yeah. Yeah. And so he just has these big wide eyes and his mouth is like completely open with this thing as they're leading him into this room where he's going to somehow get cloned doesn't know the process of how that what that entails and so he just goes and steps in this big vat of goo like reddish brown goo it's about like shin height and he's just looking around and they're panicking they just close him in that room by himself we don't know what the fuck is going to happen and then it goes into this almost hallucinatory sequence, which is very Brandon Cronenberg. It's like the similar to the scenes in Possessor where you're changing bodies. It just is all these flashes of images like him at different times and really like bright neon colors. It's all very abstract. There was actually a epilepsy warning at the beginning mm-hmm. of the film that I don't know that I've ever seen that before. I feel like I've seen it on TV shows and not movies for some yeah, reason same. But, yeah which feels like it'd be more likely to happen in a movie theater than on a on a tv screen i don't yeah. know mm-hmm. i mean i guess i have no idea but but yeah so it's like a very trippy scene and we see afterwards that it has been successful he has this double him and m are reunited and they go and look at the double they're like just it's like crazy. He looks just like you. There's a little jump scare where the double kind of wakes up and oh, gasps while he's right in his face <gasps> looking at him. And uh, they take the double and string him up uh, basically in this execution room. He's wearing a gown with an opening in his belly, like a oh circular opening. Oh, no, no, no. And he looks really scared. And we're the audience, of course, being trying to figure out if they've gotten switched. Is this the right one? Because they look exactly the same. And they both just look really scared and in shock. And so. Oh, God. And he does. He does call out. He's like, no, 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 please, please. No, no, no. As we see. Uh, basically, I think like twelve-year-old boy oh my come God. in with a knife, oh his firstborn son, and he comes in and he stabs him a whole <gasps> bunch of times in the belly. Oh no! So that the double dies, and we pan to basically like bleachers where people are watching, and it's the rest of the family of the man who was killed and M and James watching this execution. And M is burying her face in his arms and like crying and looking so disturbed. And we see he very slightly smiles oh, the corners okay. of his lips. No, it's the double, it's the double. <laughs> Turn up. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Oh God. Oh my God. So we cut mm. back to the hotel. Oh no, first a- after this, there's a scene of the cop that was interrogating him earlier, handing him an urn. <laughs> 
and saying, think of it as a souvenir. And so he carries this, this, this urn back to the hotel with him. M goes straight to packing up their suitcases. We got to get the fuck out of here. He's still looking dazed. He sets his urn on like the table (laughs) and, uh, he starts to pack up as well, but then looks at her and says, fuck like my passport my passport's gone. I always put my passport in this pocket. Where's my passport? Can't find it. He says, I'll go to the front desk. I'll ask them if they've seen it. So she stays and he goes to the front desk and he extends his stay for another week. He Uh says, is is my room still available? I'll, I'll, I'll add another week on M's card. And so we're (laughs) thinking we're like certain this is the double at this point. Um, actually, no, I feel like it's, it's, it's like, it could be the double or it could be that he's like, I read it. Yes. I read it more that he was kind of his crimes. Yeah. uh, He was realizing he got away with something and, but I Uh, I like that it is unclear that it could be either a lot of of that. There's a lot of that uncertainty in here and will we ever know? I think it's, I think that's. Part of the point is yeah yeah okay because also Will we like know? does it matter does it matter and this person this double has his body and memory so like it is it's just like same. he's being copied it doesn't really matter right right so we see after he extends his stay he sees Gabby at a table in the lobby smiling at him and she pulls him over and says please like give me a chance to explain and. They sit down for a conversation that is is um, backlit. So there's silhouetted and it's super, super close up. There's a lot of extreme close ups in this movie where it'll be like just their lips talking or just their eyes as they're um, speaking to each other in profile. It's very cool. And she basically tells him that. Uh, what happened to him happened to them years ago. They had made this discovery and she says, think of it as a gift. This new skin you have, she says the first day is always the weirdest, but you'll get used to it. And I, I can see in your eyes that you like it, like you're special, like me, you like it like me. And she says the first time it happened to us, we were here however many years ago, Albin, we, Albin's an architect. And she says he was installing an infinity pool in the resort and a pane of glass fell that, and he, since he was in charge of the construction, uh, it fell and it killed two people and we both got sentenced to death. I think, I think the punishment for any crime in this country is death. Mm hmm. So that was the first time it happened to them. And she's, yeah, seems to be excited about that. He's part of a club now that this Mm -hmm. isn't something to be upset about. This is a good thing. Because what the the implication is that she said your new skin. So we can imply from that, that he either is the double and she's the double too. And she's kind of like, you're in on it because we're all doubles. What's interesting about this is. It's now I'm realizing it's I was like, it's not a double like in us. It's like it's just it's literally you because they took all your memories and made a new skin suit, basically. And so maybe I think the old it's more skin about suit like died and his yeah. brand new like made in the goop skin 
I was kind of thinking of it as like levels, layers of humanity getting peeled away, which okay. is similar to in, in Possessor. If you remember Andrea Riseborough, every time she goes into a different person, like part of her dies mm -hmm. and at the like that's kind of the end of possessor is like she's losing a bit of her empathy and humanity each time and becoming like more and more of a shell of herself so i i think it's more that it's like you're reborn they like this l loss of consequences first yeah. of all and how that then frees them to just like be as kind of like evil or as like yep. not unempathetic as they want yep. to yeah, it's basically just like rich people mm -hmm. realizing they rules don't apply to them. Mm, and like, yeah. how exciting is that? Got it. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Um, so we see mm. James goes back to the room. M is uh, asking, you know, where's the passport? He's like, I didn't find it, but I understand if you want to leave without me, I will follow as soon as I find it. And so M leaves Mm. And he's being kind of rude to her. He's being kind of a dick. And he's like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I don't have my passport. So bye in a like very unnecessary way. And so they don't leave on the best of terms. Like she's obviously pissed at him. And after she leaves, James goes out to the beach and Gabby comes and sits with him. And she they're having this conversation. She's like, oh, where did M go? He says she left and she says it's maybe for the best like women like M convince men like you that you're weak. And that can take a lot of conditioning to undo. Sometimes it takes spilling some blood. Oh, and he kind of laughs, God. like thinking this is a joke. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know about that. And she's looking at him like, yeah, we're yeah gonna, it like, does. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get you strong again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, and they they kiss here. And. Then she goes, he goes, I might be missing a scene. I don't remember. But sh then he goes with Gabby to meet some of her other friends. She s tells him that we've made s some other, like met other people like us over the years. And mm. we have some more friends. So she takes him into her and Albin's hotel room. And there's four other people. There are two other couples there, other rich couples that they're all just kind of um, caricature caricatures of rich people mm -hmm. just so like all dressed so fancy and laughing and like just radiating rich asshole energy I don't mm -hmm. know how else to describe it but they're all like fascinated by James now like a new one they're like how do you feel how do you feel I remember my first time oh my god and one of them is writing a book and he's like James do you, do you get scared that they got the wrong you that you're not you anymore and he's like I obsessed over that when it went at my first time I couldn't bear the thought of it being the wrong me and his wife is like oh stop it like it doesn't matter who cares that's what mm -hmm. I always say who doesn't matter oh my god like he's like but we'll never know and she's like exactly so who gives a <laughs> shit um so they tell him that they're they have a plan for the night, which is they're going to go, go commit some crimes. And they, I don't, I can't actually remember who this person is, but I think it is somebody that works for the hotel that, um, they're mad at maybe whoever ratted them out for the accident. I don't know. I had a hard time telling who it is because the, basically they like put bags on their heads when they oh go in and hurt somebody. So it's like, I don't know who this is, but 
Um, they go to some guy's house and break in and the guy has all of the masks at his mm. house. So it must be, he must also be in charge of coordinating that, um, event. And so they all, uh, find the masks and put on the masks and they're dancing around like gleefully, like how exciting we get to just commit crimes and, nothing nobody can stop us and so uh -huh. they go and bust into the guy's room he's having sex with two ladies and they they bring them all out on dog leashes into the oh living room and uh they have a gun and they're holding a gun to his head and Gabby gives James this kind of daring look like hands him the gun is like have you ever shot a gun before and he's looking scared but also like he wants to impress her and like what's happening oh and maybe God. he's losing a little bit of his humanity as well uh, we're not sure maybe he is having a good time but he doesn't he doesn't pull the trigger but they like hold it to this person's head for a long time and she's just staring at him basically with this look like do it do it do it like I'd be so hot for you if you did it she's like horny for all of this oh too my God. of course nuts but then there's another another guy in the house that they didn't know about that comes out he has a gun he starts shooting at them he shoots Albin in the leg and mm. then they sh there's just like a, a gunfight bullets flying one of the women naked women gets shot and dies and they all run out basically hard cuts to them in in their like prison gowns the same ones we saw James in as he was getting cloned the first time and they're all laughing like oh what an absolute riot we had last night like we're oh gonna God. get executed again Whoa. what the hell <laughs> and uh the cop walks in and goes this time like you guys have done this so many times <gasps> and you've taken it too far I, uh, this time it's for real. Like we're not, we're mm -hmm. not doing that again and takes them all out into the execution room and basically cuffs them to these little stumps. So they're each going to get their throats slit this time. And James is able to break away and he's like fighting one of the guards and it seems like he's going to get away. But then the guards slit his throat. <gasps> oh, what? And they and then quick, like in rapid succession, all the rest of them all get their throats slit, all die. Camera pans to the audience and we see all of them there watching, cheering, oh, having a good time. Okay. Oh, my God. Which is like it's a little trick by the director, but also like, why would they do that to the clones? <laughs> like It's just a mean thing to be like, I guess they're not trying to not be mean. They like love to be mean. But it wasn't the it wasn't them. It was like the cops that did it being like, this time we're going to kill you for real. It's like, maybe why would they you say thought that? it would like instill more. I don't know. It's a fun scene, though. I mean, I get why, the, why they would do it. Yeah. yeah. It's in this fun little surprise. Yeah. But so then they go back to doing all their bad shit that they like to do. There's have a party one night where Gabby gives James this hallucinogenic aphrodisiac drug, some sort of local like plant thing that they inhale the smoke of and boy oh boy do we get an orgy scene oh my <laughs> gosh drug scenes in these types of movies really scare me I a hallucinogenic orgy scene that's really graphic i think some of this is 
cut down from the NC-17 version. You like see penetration. You see penetration from the inside at some point. Oh (laughs) my God. You see nipples hardening to like way harder. I mean, way longer (laughs) than normal nipples. There's like a part part where the nipple is like three inches, four inches long. Really shocking stuff. (laughs) Really, really interesting to watch sitting squeezed between between two strangers in a movie theater. Yeah. You're like, wow, did you see that? That nipple was huge. It was <laughs> really long. Three, four inches. <laughs> really long nipple. <laughs> and it's a long scene. It's like minutes long of just this very, yeah, uh, hallucinatory orgy scene. But I mean, it was great and I liked it. And it hard cuts again to the next morning. And, and James is taking handfuls of maraschino cherries and putting them in his mouth. All the like sugary goo is dripping oh, down his chin gross. and he's shooting them like spitball style at other guests at the breakfast buffet. <laughs> they are just completely just lawless unbound by any type of rules. They're doing whatever the fuck they want. They're all laughing, laughing as they're like spitting cherries at the other guests. Oh my God. And it's very funny. I don't know what they do that day. I wrote, can't remember what they do that day. But that night, they uh, again go to someone's house who they had a problem with. Again, I don't remember who it is, but they go into the police station and they James keeps watch and they come out with the guy that they wanted with the bag on his head and they throw him in the car and they're like, James, this guy made you look like a fool. He must have been someone to do with his execution the first time. They're all doing the drugs again, inhaling the smoke. And they've got this guy with the bag over his head, like crying out for help in the middle of the room. And Gabby's going like, James, show him how strong you are. Show him how strong you are. And this is where <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård. I mean, he looked so much like Stellan Skarsgård in this scene. I was like, is this Stellan? I can't tell. He looks so much like his dad. But he was going, he goes like, he's like doing these animalistic trying to be hyper masculine show him how strong you are and he's just punching this guy in the head (gasps) over and over and then he starts peeing on him and then they all start peeing on him and they're (gasps) laughing and punching him and peeing on him and gabby's watching all this looking so hot and horny and just like yeah james do it do it do it and she's looking a little like sneaky also. And as she's making completely unblinking eye contact with James, she leans down, pulls the bag off the head and it's James. They went as a fun prank to go get another double maid. And they're now all laughing at him as we're seeing this oh, like bloody faced James that he's that he's just beat the shit out of. So they can just go make a double whenever they want to, I guess. I think you just have to pay for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's basically like they have, I guess, your whatever DNA 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 that they need. And so they can just reprint them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. James does get mad at this point. Yeah. And he storms off. And because 
he's like the butt of the joke here. He's embarrassed. Yeah. They're all he's- laughing at him. And this is it's too far for him now. He 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 leaves the room and there we just hear their laughter in the distance and he reaches under the sink and he grabs out that passport that he's been hiding and gets on a bus the next morning to go home. Uh, Gabby and the others are in two convertibles and they drive is that up double that they had alive still yeah i mean we don't see what happens he just like yeah, leaves if I'm him behind. i'm like well, i'm killing that double before i leave <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good point quite quite the loose end there a uh, huge <laughs> huge loose end and but so they pull up a, uh, alongside the bus in two convertibles and Gabby has the gun. She shoots at the window of the bus. There's other passengers in this bus like to go to the airport. The bus, everyone screams, bus pulls over. This is Mia Goth at her most unhinged. She's screaming, Jamesy, James. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God. It's so funny. And she's waving the gun around and she's calling him a little baby. She said, don't be a little baby, Jamesy. Come on out. And she basically says, we just want James. He comes out. Nobody else gets hurt. And he realizes like, she'll do it. She'll like kill other people on the Mm -hmm. bus. So he comes Mm -hmm. out with his hands up and we see that they make him walk in front of the convertible as they're driving back to the hotel. So the convert- they're driving really slow and he's walking in front of it. Mia Goth is laying on the hood of the, of the car uh, with a, bo- a bottle of wine and the oh gun God. and she's just chugging wine and, and, and just completely humiliating him and saying all these awful things to him. She's laughing. She's saying, you thought I read your book? Like, oh, my God, I never read your stupid fucking book. Um, (sighs) And she has a printout of Amazon reviews of his book. She's like, your book sounds like shit. And she reads this review, like scathing review of how how talentless he is, how this book is like the dumbest book ever written. And she's laughing and laughing and laughing. She's like, I didn't we didn't. We didn't think your book was good. Like, I'm not reading this dumb book. We just like wanted someone to fuck with. And we thought we were going to have to make you commit a crime. But you're so fucking dumb that you did it yourself. We didn't have to make you do it. And they're just having the grand old time. And her wine rolls off the car and she goes oh oh no my wine my wine (laughs) and reaches for it and he takes the that moment to like go to try to snatch the gun knocks her off the hood of the car the the other people jump out of the car and and try to grab him he doesn't get the gun but he just takes the opportunity he darts into the woods and just runs away and she Gabby gets the gun back and is shooting into the woods it does hit his leg he gets a shot in the leg but he keeps running keeps running and eventually makes it to uh, uh, someone's house it's this like woman and her daughter and he just passes out right in front of their house but they bring him in oh no and so he wakes up and we see the little 12 year old boy that killed him the first time like watching him from behind a corner and he slowly approaches him and puts the boy approaches James 
puts his hands around his throat, <gasps> starts oh strangling him. James starts strangling the little boy back. And then the little boy's head turns into M's head. And now we're like, okay, it's a, a dream sequence. And then we see the other um, six rich people in the masks, like in the background, dancing and laughing. And then M is on top of James also laughing at him being like, you're so embarrassing and pathetic. And M rips James in half hot dog style. No, oh, no. Love to see it. No. Absolutely love to see no. it. No. My favorite. And James oh. wakes up. This is obviously a dream. And ugh, he's all bandaged up and not in great shape, but um, he goes to leave the place. I feel like nobody's there. He doesn't know what's happening. He's just trying to get out of there. And as he walks out, everyone is waiting outside mm. uh, with the convertibles. It's nighttime now. They've got the headlights shining at him. And they're like, Jamesy, we missed you. Like, why'd you run away? Um, and he's looking so furious and scared and... Mm. just uh, not good and they're like we have one final test for you James we just need you to kill this dog and they oh bring out it's James on a leash on all fours that I don't know if they've like given him tons and tons of drugs but the this this version of James is not speaking and it's just going like <laughs> oh <laughs> my god and they give uh, other James a knife and they're like just kill the dog James throws the knife into the woods says no like I'm not fucking doing that and Gabby's like, ooh, like you're gonna have wanted that knife, like it's for your own good. And the dog just charges at James <laughs> and starts attacking him. And at this point, James snaps and fucking absolutely beats this other <gasps> version of himself to death, crushes his head, beats it oh. to an absolute pulp. Okay. as okay. Gabby is like smiling and cheering and being like yay James you're so oh strong James you're so strong and this is I think another part where the NC-17 cut was more graphic apparently we saw some eyes eyeballs dangling out of skulls which sure. was cut out of the rated R version I want to see those dangling eyeballs no. oh my god no. and, uh, um, but after this James pulls his hand back, which is absolutely drenched in blood, just dripping blood off of it. And Gabby comes up and like very sensually rubs her hand in the blood in the blood on his hand. He looks completely defeated. He's like crying. She puts her arms around him and is comforting him. And then she takes her shirt back, exposing her breast, rubs the blood all over her boom. And oh he breastfeeds from her. No. Oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is happening? What do you guys think Brandon Cronenberg's mom is like thinking in this moment? <laughs> she's like, I bet she's proud. I bet she's, she's really proud. proud. She's really I'd proud. I'd be proud. I mean, it'd be weird, but I'd be proud. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, thanks. And then we cut to the the next morning. It's their last day and everyone's packing up, ready to go home. We see <laughs> we see James putting three urns in his suitcase 
and they're on the bus on their way to the airport. Everyone is now dressed very differently. Mia Goth is in like a sweatshirt and like a low bun and looks like no makeup on. Like she's been dressed so glamorous this whole time and now just looks like, you know, airport clothes. Mm-hmm. And it's this very stark contrast of the night before. Everyone's like, did you remember to pay the gardener? Like I left a, I left the, um, <laughs> the envelope under the mat, like the, but he emailed me and said that he didn't see it. And so they're talking very like normal things of their going back to their day to day life. And we just see James's face is so completely dumbstruck. And as he's just watching everyone return to normalcy, he looks forever changed yeah (laughs) and cannot (laughs) return back to this same sense of normalcy that they can he looks completely like a shell of himself he doesn't speak to any of them but they get they get to the airport all together and they all like hug him and it's he's barely like hugging him back they're like see you here see you next year james and gabby does the same gives him a hug and is like but it's like so it's not a good hug it's like the quickest hug and she's like yeah see you next year and they get on their flight and he's waiting at his terminal, still just looking so empty. Then we cut to him back. He takes, I think, a bus back to the resort and he now has these cuts on his face that I don't think he had before. That we saw the first that the P guy had. Oh, and the, the one who was we, being peed on. Yes, wait, no, the okay. one with the cuts, I think, is at the airport. And then we cut back to the resort and there's he's sitting there in the rain. It, this is intentionally ambiguous. It's unclear if there are two of him, one at the airport, one at the resort, or if he left the airport and went back to the resort. Mm. I'd have to do a rewatch and really take stock of these cuts and right, injuries. Right, because the dog, like you would think that the dog is the P one, but they could have made an entirely yes. different James. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the end of the movie. Oh, wow. Oh my God. Well, oh my this God. is one I can confidently say I have no interest in seeing. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, I won't be watching, but I do want to read a bunch of articles about what people think about it, and I want to have conversations with people because, oh my God. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really interesting. I liked that it had this similar theme to Possessor of just this kind of loss of humanity and like what makes us human. And he just looks like he's really feeling like, how can I ever go back to my life ever again? Did he send the clone in his place? Is he going to stay at the resort forever? Did he like it? Did he hate it? Did part of him like it? And that's why he's so mad. I think there's a lot of different reads of it. And I think it's that's yeah what makes it interesting. Wow. And oh. everyone is so good in it. Obviously, Mia Goth is unhinged. absolutely incredible. She's so unhinged. She is um, really doing a lot for horror movies these days. She really is. And I, yeah, it's hard to say what her most unhinged performance is, but this <laughs> one is like really sinister. Yeah. So sinister. She's so evil in this. Yeah. She's pretty, um, she's pretty nasty in it. Like I feel like in Pearl is very unhinged, but there is a level of, 
um, empathy you feel for the character. And I, I I don't think you really feel that here at all. No, none. I also, (laughs) I knew they were like on vacation, but I kind of thought they were on vacation like permanently. I didn't realize that they're just going to go home to like, she, it felt like she like lived there. I think it is also a little ambiguous like the whole the way that he creates worlds is kind of this he loosely defines the world so that it feels I think unsettling because you don't really know what the rules of this world are because specifically that line in the beginning of James saying where are we kind of threw me yeah is this is he already a clone (laughs) like I think there are even more questions than uh, than I've thought of because it's mm. so ambiguous at times. Man. Wow. Dark. Wild. Just really dark and sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really dark and sad. Oh, also somewhere in there at, I think probably at the airport, he like calls M and is like, I'm coming home. Like, I'm so sorry. I miss you so much. I love you so much. And so oof, oof, just, yeah, I was going to ask if there was any resolution with that or if she just yeah, left like and we never heard l- from her again. A little bit, a, a little bit. You like see him apologizing to her, but I would assume their relationship doesn't stay the same return no. to its former no. state. Do we think he has something to write about? Probably. <laughs> Is this going to cure his writer's block? Perhaps. Oof. Oh, yeah. That's another part that I like about this, like exploration of the like male fragility and ego. Like there's a lot that is yeah. trying to say about that and how easily he was manipulated just by someone giving him a fucking compliment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then being like, you need to be strong. Be like, yeah, I fucking do. I do need to be strong. My wife does emasculate me. Yeah. Yeah. And oof, that, oh, oof. yeah. And that's like also something is like his sense of self is so weak to begin with that he's so... He, the being cloned is like, is he losing himself himself or is there nothing of himself to lose mm-hmm. to begin with? I think that's like kind of a scary thought of like, well, that's really scary because I really like scary. I'm, I, I've lived my life in a way that I'm like aligning myself with mm. these people that I don't actually share anything in common with. Like, I think it's, you know, he married into being rich. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, big Cronenberg fan. Both of the Cronenbergs love them. Wow. Love morning TSDW. That was a heavy one to do on a Monday morning. Ooh, great um, way to start the week. Great way to start the week. <laughs> Feel really good. Feel really good. Can't oh, wait to. <laughs> Can't wait to dive back into my normal life. We'll not think about this movie ever again. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah. Um, wow. Sammy, thank you so much per usual for doing the Lord's yeah, work. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, I'm, it was very excited for this one. I'm glad that it came through, pulled through. What's the phrase I'm looking for there? Came through. Yeah. It lived up yeah, to I my expectations. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. look forward to more of his films and of course more of Mia's films. Oh, one of the trivias that I didn't tell you guys, and this is just rumored. So not confirmed, not that we care about facts being true. Of course. But apparently Robert Pattinson was offered the lead role in this and declined. That wow. would have, I could see that, but Alexander Skarsgård is more like medicine. I think Skarsgård was the right, He's choice. the right choice. He's the right choice. But I, I'm, 
I kind of think it's not true just because I feel like Robert Pattinson like wouldn't turn this down. Yeah, I, just, I agree. Yeah. I feel like why Unless would he, he do Unless he was that? just like literally too busy. I think, yeah, that's true. It could have been schedule conflict. He's trying to get his pasta business up and running. He would have been great on it too. But I do, I think Skarsgård is the right, the right call. Ever since seeing Alexander Skarsgård in Big Little Lies as Nicole Kidman's abusive husband, he... Uh, he's just like that person to me now forever scary he's yeah. scary yeah i think of I him love, as like I so sweet i actually think he's probably a big dork i, don't, I have like the yeah, opposite I think he's like so goofy he's so goofy i have the complete opposite view of him in my brain like every interview i've seen with him i'm like oh my god he's such a little dork i love yeah. it i love him so much I really think and he's I, I mean, so I, yeah, I think special. like to be in a movie like this, you have to not take yourself too seriously. Like there has yeah. to be a part of you that's like really willing to be so vulnerable and look so crazy and weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so I really respect it. I love him. I love them all. Mm. Oh, my wow. God. Wow. 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 OK. All right. We that did was Infinity you. Pool. Should we do Mia Goth's voice? <laughs> Mia, what did she say? James, think of it as a new skin. I don't know why my British accent is like not very good anymore, but from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right, we love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.